This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 54. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I am joined by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. What's up, Lisa? Not, not much, really. Um, I should have something better to say there, and I had nothing prepared. It's sad. I <laughs> yeah, failed at that need, intro. You, you need to get up early, write these down. Okay. Yeah, I, I need a better greeting. I'll work on that for next <laughs> week. <laughs> All right. This is a show about the art of colored pencil where we discuss tips, techniques, reviews, and discuss all the nitty-gritty of this medium that we love so much. So, Lisa, who are we talking to today? We are talking to an artist who started recently with adult coloring books and moved on to drawing her own work, artist Jen Elsleger. This is going to be really exciting because, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people in our audience that have uh, dabbled around with adult coloring books. And I think all of us know at least a few people who are using adult coloring books. Let's go ahead and talk to Jen Elsleger. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. We really appreciate it, and thanks so much for taking the time to, to talk to us. So, you came from an adult coloring book background, correct? Right, right. Okay, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like, what, what made you decide to make this transition from adult coloring books to colored pencil or start going out on your own and not using, you know, some kind of pattern, I guess? I guess it starts off kind of a sad story. About two years ago, um, my mother became very ill and um, had to go in the hospital, and she ended up passing away. But during that time period, I had to uh, place my father in a care home, which he has a lot of medical issues, and that was very difficult for him. Mm-hmm. And he and I, for a number of years, had not had the greatest relationship. And I kept trying to figure out ways to connect with him. He after my mother passed away, he kind of gave up. And he, he's actually been an artist his entire life. Um, oh, wow. he, that was his entire profession. He was a commercial artist, worked for um, newspapers, magazines. Um, and, but he hadn't done anything for a number of years. And I was just on Facebook one day, across my feed comes an article about adult coloring. This was in uh, May of t- 2015. And I had never heard of this. I'm like, what in the world? Stress relief. And May is Mm -hmm. the middle of our busy season. So I was thinking, this sounds good for me. So I checked into it. The more I read about it, I thought, maybe this would get dad back into art. Maybe it would be a way for he and I to reconnect and to find some, you know, a a point of connection. Mm -hmm. So um, I got a couple of books and some Prismacolor uh, pencils, your favorite, Lisa. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's kind of sad that everyone knows that about me. I guess I've been a bit too vocal. 
But I, I tried it out and it was okay. We had a couple of times where we sat together and just kind of quietly colored and talked about colors. And I tried to prod him for advice on this and that. And now, what, really, so what age range was he when all this was going on? Uh, this is just last year. He's oh, okay. 70, right, right. mid seventies. He's okay. I, okay. like 75, six. I, that's terrible. I don't know how old my father is. Um, <laughs> I can totally so, relate. I don't know how old my mother is. <laughs> but um, anyway, it didn't really work as far as getting him interested in the coloring books, but it did spark him a little to get back into art. He's done a couple of pieces in the last year, which wow. is more than he's done in quite a number of years. Um, his His forte is more line art. He likes in fact, frankly, he could probably draw a coloring book, an adult coloring book, because the intricate detail work that he does. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it did work, though, to kind of bring us together and get us talking. So well, That's really cool. Yeah, it, it was very instrumental in that. But as far as how I transitioned, um, I, was, I had bought, I have about 10 books. I I followed the the whole crowd and got the Joanna Basford books, which her work mm-hmm. is beautiful. I mean, really, really beautiful. But I find it too detailed. It's too structured. It's um, I, I don't feel free with it. If that makes sense. Um, so you you want something with less lines and where you're using your imagination? I guess I, is that uh, right? Yeah, that's kind of where I leaned. I, although, oddly enough, I my favorite book is uh, Doodle Invasion and Anamorphia by, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Kirby Rosanis? I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, and they are very detailed. So I, I don't know if it's totally that. I just felt confined with so much line work and not, you know, I, I just was sitting there one night and I thought, I wonder if I could just draw my own thing. I, and I really love Peacock. So I grabbed uh, my 2014 calendar that was left over and just set it beside me. I didn't trace it. I just drew the peacock head. And my husband, Denny, uh, was in another room doing music or something, playing piano. And he came in and I covered it up really quick. And I'm like, he's like, what are you hiding from me? And I said, if you laugh at this, I will cry. And he said, what? What is it? So I showed him and he said, oh, my gosh, you drew that? You drew that? And I looked at him and I said, no, there was this guy in here. He drew it and he left. Of course. I <laughs> so um, anyway, that was the first thing I drew. And it was a lot of fun. And um, I just wanted to continue from there. When I was a kid, um, I loved to draw Snoopy, um, you know, just the comics. I mean, nothing. My father was an illustrator, and, you know, he did back in the 70s and 80s, you know, cartoony-like, you know, looking art. Although he's fully capable of doing realism, and, and he did that more probably for his own pleasure than he ever did for the the newspapers that he worked for but why uh, was why was the peacock head such a vulnerable thing for you hmm. when your when your husband was going to look at that what was that feeling that you had and why was that why, why did you feel so exposed i guess 
Well, probably because it's the first thing I've really drawn in my adult life. Uh, the last time I drew was I took a class in high school and I did the assigned, you know, projects and that was pretty much it. And I never really did yeah. anything since then. Part of the dynamic with my father was that he is so talented that I felt intimidated. Yeah. So, and um, he has been critical of my work before. Um, I tried, actually, I forgot, I did try to paint something. Uh, it's terrible. But um, <laughs> in college, I did a small painting when I was taking a humanities class. I borrowed some of his acrylics, and I never did anything since then. That was the last thing I did, probably up until the peacock. I guess what I'm thinking about is there's a lot of people out here, myself included. We're into art, we draw, and we have children. I, you know, I can I fit this scenario in some ways. I'm I'm a dad. I have daughters, and I don't want to be critical of them. And I, it, it's hard to know. You do do you see what I'm saying? It's hard to know what to say. With that peacock head, have you shared that sense to other people and other artists? Oh yeah, I actually posted it um, on your Facebook group. I uh, you oh, did you? you said, yeah, I thought you said yeah, you I liked I saw it. that. Yeah, I did. Okay, I was wondering if that's the one that I saw. I wasn't going to make that leap, but I thought that was. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Nowadays, Jen, I mean, are you are you still drawing with Prismacolor, or have you tried other pencils, or you know what? My husband. I have the most incredible husband in the entire world. He lets me buy all the toys or at least most of them. <laughs> um, I have got, I do have some of the good pencils now and uh, I have, I bought the 60 set of the Faber-Castells, the Polychromos and I actually have all the Caran d'Ache. Nice. Um, yeah. And I've got a few smaller sets of some of the watercolor and just to mess mm -hmm. around, I, I got the 12 okay. set of the ink tents. Because I wanted to try them out before I got the whole thing, and I found a good deal. But yeah, I and I'm actually dabbling in a lot of other things too, like acrylics and. Um, it's good. You should. You know, yeah, you're just starting out. I just find love what you like. That the coloring books are really what jumped you onto this track. That is yeah. so exciting to me. How many? I have to wonder how many artists start out like that now. I love right. this coloring book craze because of this. I think there's quite a few because when I first got into it and I thought, this is really fun, I went and looked for groups on Facebook, and part of what spurred me on was seeing some of those people who were not just coloring inside the lines, they were taking the white spaces and creating, uh, one girl that really impressed me, I do not remember her name, I wish I could, I think it was in one of the Joanna Basford books. And she actually drew within the garden scene the legs of Alice in Wonderland as though she were large, you know, when, when Alice uh -huh. became tall. And the, it was so incredible the way she did it. And just the way that people were shading and, and, you know, making something you would have thought would be a day scene into a night scene. Mm -hmm. You know, and the contrast that they were doing, and I was that, that helped to spur me on to think maybe I could draw on my own as well. So, anyway, that is, that is so cool. But now, everywhere you go, here we are, 2016. I go into Lowe's and I see coloring. Yeah, I we were shopping yesterday, and the same thing like Bed Bath and Beyond had coloring books, and <laughs> everywhere has it's 
I Staples just think everywhere. it's such a great thing. Although there is now a colored pencil shortage because of them. So yeah. that is a bit of an issue yes. for some. I know. We have to wait in line for gas back in the 70s, and today we have a shortage of colored pencils. Um, yeah, you can even find coloring books now at the gas pumps. It's incredible. I'm just kidding. Um, no, you know okay, what? So, I think they had some at my local, the Mart portion, like the little shop of the gas station. Up oh, I don't doubt I, it. We saw those there yesterday, too. Right. Uh, it was just laughing. I mean, I was seeing them everywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I th- I think it's uh, apropos uh, for this culture now to harken uh, back to something that is a little slower and a little more traditional and get away from our connected devices and just, you know, sit back and relax a little bit. And that's kind of what drove a lot of people to this craze. But I see it catching on and staying now, when you work in the coloring books, I'm curious on this because I've never really done them much myself. What are your favorite colored pencils for the coloring books specifically? Hmm. I think I haven't actually worked in any of my coloring books for a while because I've been doing things otherwise. (laughs) When I was, it was the polychromos. Um, I preferred those because I could keep a sharper tip. Um, You know, as we've said, Mm -hmm. some of these are very detailed and it's hard to stay inside the lines if you don't have a sharp tip. And, you know, Prismacolors are only good up to a point as far as that goes. Oh, that was a bad pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good pun. <laughs> no, I'm glad to hear that, though, because that was what I recommended. A, a doctor friend of mine was getting into coloring books, and she wanted to know which pencils. She contacted me. I'm like, I don't know. I don't do coloring books. Um, I would guess it would be polychromos because they can hold that sharp point. So I'm glad to hear that from somebody who has used them for that. Well, and now I see that some of the the paper on some of the adult coloring books um, is of better quality. A lot of it early on, I think uh, that it it wasn't right. Was it? It didn't have a whole lot of tooth, did it? Yeah, from I what don't I understood. So. Some of the uh, I have some from Creative Haven, and they're they are mm-hmm. a little thinner. I don't know if they're making them better now, but mm-hmm. the Joanna Basford books, I think the paper is very good. Um, the Anamorphia book that I have is very good. Some of them are more quality. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, when you transitioned over into realism, did you find the work that you did in, in the coloring books helped you to understand how to color or how to layer? Did, did that help at all? Or was it like starting from scratch? Oh, it, it did help a lot. I was already shading in some of where you didn't have lines to hold you in. Mm-hmm. I was able to shade from, you know, different colors, from one color to another. I found out really early that yellow and purple make mud. Yes, they mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's what happens with complementary colors. Yeah, and I didn't really know all that, but I, I've been learning about the color wheel and different things mm-hmm. like that. So I that's took really some cl- cool. classes on Craftsy. And- now, what are your favorite things to draw now away from the coloring books? I can't seem to get away from birds. Um, I've done two peacocks and the cardinal that was for your challenge in, I think it was February. Um, was that February? The, the cardinal? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I did that one. And incidentally, I, I think you already knew this, but that one, um, our local gallery, we had a display of artwork from the care home, the the residents of the care home that my father lives at, they included a couple of his, and they actually, because I'm a family member, they included a couple of mine. 
one of my peacocks and my oh. cardinal. And they put my cardinal in the front window. That is so cool. Gallery. I saw that, that photo. Awesome. It looks so gorgeous there. That's awesome. I was in shock. I, I was <laughs> okay, it thanks, but it's not that great. You but, really did a good job on that, though. Your shading on that was beautiful. Oh, thanks. It was a little rough. I know my background was a, a little uninspiring, but I'm trying to learn backgrounds at this point. That's that's a little different for me. But yeah, um, there's a lot of blending there. Yeah. So you're still you are, uh, I guess, more drawn to realism or representational art, and you're not doing Zen tangles or things like that. Or no, I, I have never been tangled. Uh, okay, gotcha. um, <laughs> As far as it goes, I do love realism. I love nature. I like a lot of your work, Lisa. The, um, you know, my favorite so far is the octopus in the tree. That's so. <laughs> Thanks. That was I, the Patreon card for this month. So that one. I just know. Went out. I got it the other day. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that one. I, I have a thing about octopi. So. <laughs> Uh, I've not drawn one yet, but I, I do like them. Oh, you need to. They're so much fun because there's so much little detail, but it doesn't have to be exact. It's really free in the way that you're able to do all of that. Like that was one that I could take, you know, eight different reference photos and make them work together and play with the shading. And I had a lot of fun on that one. So, yeah, strongly recommend trying one. I probably will in the future. So what about paper? What kind of paper do you like? Um, you know, it's funny. I just got my first pack of Fabriano Artistico. I can't spill it off. Extra like white hot stuff. press, 140 pound watercolor paper. The name's way too long. That's the one. <laughs> I just got. I haven't used it yet, but I have. I I finally. They were back ordered on Dick Blick. So oh, were they? Yeah. What were you using up until that time? I have some uh, some of the dreaded Strathmore colored pencil paper, which oh, okay. I bought. Just before I saw Lisa's video <laughs> about it. <laughs> I had such high hopes for that paper. I did too. And then I said, and it, I didn't like it either. So. Yeah. Most people. But I've used Canson Mitientis. How do you say that? I can never me, say that one. Mitents. Me I don't know. I always make something up. So me yeah, I have to write it out me. because no one's going to know what I'm talking about because I can't pronounce it right. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, and so, I've got... Some others. I've got some Bristol, and I'm with Lisa. I'm not a fan of that either. So that's why I got the Fabriano. I'm going to try that out for the next thing that I do. So, mm -hmm. have you tried Stonehenge? Are you not yet? Or I have not yet. I need okay. to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll. Yeah, like I did. I, I heard like the too. It depends on what I'm. I'm working on some things. Like I just did a lion on the Stonehenge. Oh, it was so wonderful, and it saved me so much time using the fawn. So yeah, it's oh, definitely yeah, there are things that I love Stonehenge for too. Now, are you using solvents? Oh, I, I use the uh, Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. um, I have used it. It's interesting because I know you're not a fan of the baby oil thing, and we talked about that on one of those posts. Um, I had watched a uh, Susan Rubens, I think it is, on Craftsy. She has a class, and I had watched that, and she uses a Copic sketch marker i think mm -hmm. it is uh -huh. right right you know the alcohol marker yeah right right i like doing whimsical faces as well mm -hmm. um i've done some I've, I've pretty much filled a small sketchbook in graphite with whimsical faces and then i discovered an artist called jane davenport she's in australia i think but she has a book out that i got and i love it beautiful faces with mixed media 
she uses everything. But um, so those those are my fields of interest as far as what I want to draw. Yeah, I'm looking I'm at her looking up now. Up. She's yeah, got a really nice that's style. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it is. It's so, cute. Okay, I'm I got. I definitely got what you're not realism, saying. but yeah, but it's not. But it's this is interesting. It's it's nice. You know what? I have seen her work. I have seen her work. She has a um, some courses that she offers. Right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it's it's very um, stylistic uh, work. So, where do you see yourself going in your art? What are you trying um, to do? Well, we have a business that consumes so very much of our time, um, and I don't see that changing anytime very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the time of year, from sometime in February through. Uh, August. Mm -hmm. We are very, very busy. And in the off months, which we we look forward to the fall and winter every year because we can artistically pursue things. For me, it was Farmville. and uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was a noble pursuit, let me tell you. It was a noble pursuit. (laughs) But, um, and for my husband, my husband loves music, so we look forward to our off time. And I can see that during our off time, I will be creating as much as I can cram into those months. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like you've mentioned, John, how you get home from your work day and you maybe only have 15, 20 minutes at the end of a day, but you do something, you know, that's where I'm at this time of year. Just do a little something. Totally got it. Yeah. That that makes sense. Because I want to improve. I've, I've watched a lot of videos when I've had the time, mostly Lisa's and some other people as well. And, um, Lisa, your videos are incredible. They are so helpful. Um, oh, I'm I, so glad to hear that. Thank you. It really. And you're encouraging. I mean, we spoke earlier about how, you know, my father's critique was perhaps a bit stinging. I've watched your critiques and they are incredible. Um, you, you're, you're so kind and you look for the good and yet you offer constructive criticism, which is fabulous. Yeah. So, Lisa's really good at that. I, I noticed that it, she could probably encourage a serial killer or something i mean it's 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 incredible i I mean you you are encouraging how to do the critiques for my mother-in-law of all people she um was saying when you give reviews at work she was saying you start with positive you go to the negative and you end on positive and she was like do your critiques that way always follow that formula and it has worked really well yeah it was really good advice so what advice would you give to another adult coloring book artist jen who wants to start doing their own line drawings and doing their own art and venturing out into fine art or illustration? Um, I would say look up Lisa Clow on YouTube. <laughs> You're going to make my head huge. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> my neck is getting well, sore right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I, I just think that you are an excellent teacher, and I would not have been doing this probably if it wasn't for you. You're one of the first people that I found when I went looking for just, you know, I felt kind of rudderless. And I was like, all right, I, I really like this, but I'm doing something wrong, especially the, the yellow into purple thing that happened. I was like, oh, that's just bad. Um, I need a little help here. And there's, there's a lot of art instruction on YouTube. Um, and a lot of it is very, very good, but just something about your work and your style rung to me. And I, I, you know, other than that, I would tell them, don't give up. Um, you know, you're going to come up with some stuff that you don't like, 
you're going to think, oh, what was I thinking? There's no way that I'm going to be an artist. Don't let that happen. I, I just think press through it. You know, like mm-hmm. you've said so many times, all art has an ugly stage. Keep working with it and make sure that you're working on good paper. I think that's a big one because I, I did do some things in the beginning on some paper that was just really, really bad. And that was not a reflection on me or my abilities. It was a reflection on the paper. Yeah. Right, right. So I, I would just say make sure that you're looking into getting the best art supplies that you can possibly afford. I'm starting to sound like you. I think. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> but anyway um don't give up i think that's the biggest thing that i would say just don't give up it it's something that you'll grow into if you keep if you stick with it now that's really good advice i'm really glad to hear you say that it's very encouraging now other than growth and and some gains in your artwork uh are there any other aspirations that you have maybe for in the next 12 months, um, are you wanting to do commissions or are you going to sell some work or you, uh, anything like that? Or I haven't even really thought about that. Um, okay. when, when, my, when my work along with the work of the other artist from the care home was being uh-huh. displayed in the gallery, they had an opening night, which we attended. And I, I stood very quietly nearby some of my work. <laughs> Just because I wanted to hear if anybody said anything, um, I know how vain. But um, if it makes my you husband feel better. Caught, I think we all do that. Yeah, we all, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's some that you. I think you cross over into. And th- I think there's a difference in artists who never put their artwork out there and artists that finally do. There's something we're wanting back, right? Aren't we doing that for a reason? I mean, we want to hear something. Want somebody to be for me, you know. I, I, we met a young man at the opening, and he is a Christian. And he looked at my work and he started talking about the Lord when he saw my work. And to me, as a Christian, that meant a lot. I, I mm-hmm. just, that's what personally for myself, if anybody can see anything. I would want for them to see God's beautiful creation and to mm-hmm. think of him. I, that's what I would like for people to be blessed by something beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't create a cardinal. God created a cardinal. I just, you're representing what God I just created. put him okay. down on paper to the best yeah. of my ability. You know, there, one thing that happened at the opening was that um, my husband caught this. I didn't even catch it, and I was standing nearby him. A man walked in from looking at the window and asked somebody standing there if any of the work here was for sale. And my husband heard him say it and saw, and, and the person answered them, I don't know, you'll have to talk to so-and-so, some person, I don't know who it was. And the man walked back out, and Denny looked at me and said, they're looking at your cardinal. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, that was kind of a pip, you know. I was like, yeah. somebody might want to buy my, but I haven't heard anything back, so I have no idea what happened. Well, this has been a lot of fun. And, Jen, thanks so much for coming on the show with us, and we really appreciate you uh, talking to us about this uh, journey that, what, it's only, what, about a year old? Is that right? about that long yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see where you are in your development 
in just a few years. That'll be exciting. I'd love to have you back on and see what's been going on. Well, thanks for having me. I've had a lot of fun this evening. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun talking. If you guys would like to continue the discussion, you can head on over to Facebook, post your question there in the Colored Pencil Podcast group. And if you want to look at the show notes, we take all the notes for you. You can look up uh, some of the uh, work that uh, Jen has has uh, done in Adult Coloring Book. That's over at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. And you can probably type in Jen and it'll come right up. And we want to thank you very much for joining us again today. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Water. It is so (laughs) hot in this house right now. It's ridiculous. All my girls are saying... I am freezing, and the, none of them have socks on or anything. It's like, get some socks on, get a coat on. <laughs> That's how we are in this house. My have to strip down in order like, to feel good. Like, yeah, wow. I'm like, turn the air conditioner off. It's too cold. It's hotter than fire in here. I did a yeah, video like, not I long ago show it, that. I might show it now, but at the time, I was too scared to show it, you know, whenever I first started out. But I oh, still have some. Even then, I'm like, look how awesome this is. Because I, I, I always thought I was better than I was. So I'd be like, look what I did. Look what I did. I was just going to say, Denny is so happy that I don't play Farmville so much anymore. <laughs> 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 so this is all I, I very interesting that. to him. <laughs> and uh, and one of my superpowers is rudeness. So uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say rudeness. It's more like persistence. <laughs> persistence. So, but but one thing about it. So coloring books, but she kind of already talked about that. You did talk, yeah, she did talk about those. Um, she uh, Jen did. Yeah, like here. you're not here <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but what's happening to your farm? Uh, things are dying. It's really sad. That's sad. <laughs> the crops are failing. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs>